0: Hey, good morning, everybody. It is so good to be here in the house with all of you who made it on this New Year's week. And I also wanna take a second to say hello to all of you who are watching online, uh, wherever you're watching from, just so glad that you're joining us. Uh, and being with us. And if you don't know me, if we haven't met, my name's Andy, and I'm one of the pastors here. And uh, I wanna welcome you, not just to this place, but also uh, to a brand new series that we're starting this week. We're gonna be in over the next four weeks called Four Reasons. Uh, Before we get going on that, uh, I did wanna say something. I I probably, uh, I figure that, that there are some of you here, and maybe either here or watching. Uh, this might be your first time coming or maybe your second time you came to Christmas and, you, and you're coming again. Or maybe uh, for some of you, it's been a while and, and you haven't been in church in a while and you're and you're coming back uh, and you're here to see or find out or, or maybe just you just wanna get a step closer to God this season. And I wanna tell you, I'm so glad that you're here. We are so glad uh, that you're watching. And so real quick, uh, before we go on, I, I do wanna tell you what we're all about, just so you know. Here's what we're all about. Uh, our mission, here's our mission. This is what we are all about. About uh, is that we exist just to help people take next steps in their journey with God. That's it. Like that is our mission. Doesn't matter who you are, where you were, or what you've done, uh, that we want to be a place that is welcome to everybody to hear about Jesus because here's what we believe: we believe Jesus can change your life. That's what we're all about. Uh and he can give you real purpose for living. And and we are relentless about removing as many barriers as possible, they get in the way of you uh, doing that, including religion, religion is a barrier. Jesus, I hope you know, maybe you didn't know this, Jesus did not come here to start another religion. He came here to die for you so you can have a relationship with your heavenly father. That's what makes him different than any other thing in the world. And he wants you to have a a vibrant, thriving relationship uh, with God. And we just believe uh, that God has a better plan for your life. He has a better purpose for you and how you live uh, and that he is the hope that we are all looking for and that brings peace and joy and all that good stuff to your life. And so for all of us who do come here and that that do uh, say this is our church, we come here uh, because we know that we wanna be on that journey. And here's what we know, it it takes steps, it takes steps. And some of those steps that we have to take are not easy. Amen, everybody, they're not easy in the world that we live in uh, that doesn't really live for God. And so we are here just to help each other. We wanna help each other take these steps and walk in the ways of Jesus. And so we have programs, we have groups, we have events. Every single one of those are geared towards that one simple thing to help you take the next step uh, in getting closer to the God who made you, who loves you, and who wants to have a relationship with you. And, and that really goes into to what we're going to be doing over the next four weeks in this series that we're calling Four Reasons. And we're calling it Four Reasons because here's what we're doing. We're going to take a look uh, at four things, four big things that, that followers of Jesus do, things that they do in their lives. And, and we're going to look at these uh, as, they take, as we take these things and take these steps to get closer to God and walk in the ways of Jesus. And so what we're going to do is we're not going to really look at what to do as much as we're going to look at why we do. It. Uh why are, why are some of the reasons we do them? And the benefit that they bring in uh, to our lives as we navigate our way through this life. And so that's what we're going to do, okay? So so let's get going. Uh, if you have your notes, go ahead and grab those and get, get those out and ready. Uh, and and as you're doing that, we're calling this four reasons because this, of this as well. Uh, we're doing this over the next four weeks, and we're going to look at four things that Jesus followers do. And for each one of these, we're going to give you four reasons why. So as you see there on your outlines, you're going to have four reasons. And this is what we're going to look at today. We're going to look at Four reasons why I should talk to God more. We're going to look at praying. We're going to look at our prayer lives today. I don't think there's anyone that would say uh, that their prayer life couldn't use some help, right? I, I wouldn't say there's anyone here that would say that they, they're just crushing praying, that, that there isn't any room to work there. So, uh, But prayer, man, as, as I work through this, we talk about prayer a lot because here's why prayer is tricky sometimes. Prayer is tricky and prayer is sometimes, even for followers of Jesus, a little bit mysterious on how it works. And, and depending on how you grew up, honestly, prayer can get really messed up in your life. Depending on how you grew up or, or what you did, maybe and how you said grace, or even like uh, growing up and how you said even like your bedtime prayers, right? Uh, when I was a kid, one of the popular prayers growing up was now I lay me down to sleep. Anybody know this one? It's terrifying, okay? like. <laughs> It is, think about it. So it's like, Timmy, okay, you ready for bed? Yeah, I'm ready for bed. All right, say say your prayers, Timmy. All right, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep, and if I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. All right, Timmy, night, night, sleep tight. (laughs) You know, I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing to our kids, you know? And then listen to me, and then we grow up, right? We grow up, and, and honestly, gang, we wonder. Don't we? We wonder a little bit about prayers. We wonder things like, well, does praying really work, or is it just something we did as kids or some kind of routine? Is God even listening? We wonder that. You know, we wonder, man, why does praying seem harder than it should if, if I really do believe in God? Anybody wonder that? Why is praying so hard to do? Why don't I pray more? Why don't I pray more with my wife and my kids and my family when I know that's what I should do? And why does, why does it seem like prayer is sometimes the last thing I do when it should be the first thing that I do? And you know, we have those questions, but sometimes some of the answers that we give of why we don't pray as much or we're more intentional prayer, those are more uh, profound than the questions we ask, right? You know, maybe for some of us, we don't pray because we really kind of deep down believe maybe it doesn't really matter that much. Right? If God is God and he's gonna do what he does anyway, like, what's my prayer gonna do? I mean, I'm, my prayer's not gonna change anything if he's God and he's gonna do what it is. So we don't pray as much because of that. Maybe for some of us, we, we don't pray as intentionally because of that one unanswered prayer, that one time, right? And he's like, he didn't answer me there, so why would he answer me here and why would I care about coming to him anymore? It doesn't work. Maybe we don't, maybe we don't pray at a certain deeper level because uh, maybe we're afraid he doesn't wanna hear from us today. You know, because of what I did or what I said or, or who I am. And, and, and so, really, I mean, why would he want to hear? So, we kind of distance ourselves from God a little bit. We're like, why would he want to hear from me? I mean, there's no way that he would listen to me. And maybe, maybe for some of us here, honestly, this is probably a lot more than we think. Maybe some of us here, we don't pray as intentional or as heart because everything's kind of okay. The family's okay, you know, if, you know, kids are all right, job's going fine, and so everything's fine. I'm safe, right? Everything's steady. And, and so we have all of that going on, right? And a lot of us come to a point uh, with all these answers and, and, or questions that we have and answers that we give and all this stuff, and we come to this real big question. Then why pray? Why pray? Now, I'm gonna give you the simple answer to that before we get into the four reasons. And I just wanna be straightforward with this this morning. So if you walk away with anything, I want want you to walk away with two words. And here's why we pray. And it's really simple, but I think it's often so missed. Here's why we pray, gang. We pray because praying works. Praying works. It absolutely works, everybody. I've seen with my own eyes, amazing things that God has done in front of me and around people uh, that, that you couldn't answer to anything else except for that. that's why we prayed, because prayer works. Anyone wanna say amen to that? Amen, I mean, we, prayer works. Man, I've seen, I'm telling you, man, I've seen God change people. I've seen God help. I've seen God heal. I've seen God strengthen people. I've seen God straighten paths of people where the only common thread that was going on was people coming together and praying for this thing to happen because prayer works. It absolutely works. Anyone want to say amen to that? I mean, it is true. Prayer works. And I can tell you from personal experience, I'm telling you right now, God will show you things and he will tell you things. And the only way he'll do that it's through you coming to him and communicating with him and praying to him and not from any other source, not from people, not from books, not from counselors or anything about that. And, and, and so for all those reasons and then some is why a lot of us in here would say without question, prayer Works. We don't have it all figured out, right? We don't, sometimes it's still a mystery for those of us who do believe that prayer works, but we know it works. And so let's dig in here a little bit today, and I'm gonna hopefully, God will help you with these four reasons. There are way more than four reasons, but I think if we get these under our belts, maybe it'll help us a little bit more. All right, so let's go on, uh, and we're gonna get into the first reason why prayer works, and here's the first reason why prayer works. It's because praying is the closest connection I have with God. That's why we pray, it's the closest connection that I have with God. So listen, man, if you're looking for any other reason to pray, this is the biggest reason. I think a lot of us are trying to figure out, how do I get closer to God? How do I hear from him more? And there are a lot of things that we could do to get closer to God. But here's the thing that you've got to know. Praying is a direct connection you have with your heavenly father. Did you know, that? it's a direct connection you have. Uh, so I wanna look at a few places in the Bible to help us with that uh, and see what the connection is all about. We're gonna be in and out of these really quick. And I put in your outlines, I put the scriptures that we're getting to because we're gonna be in a lot of places this morning. Uh, and, and by the way, uh, I had a great conversation uh, with a guy a few weeks ago when we were in our Roman series. And he said, "Hey." what translation do you use? Like I am, I'm bringing my Bible and I'm trying to follow, but the translation is different. So my new year's resolution to you is when I'm up here, Uh, when I put scripture up here, I'm going to tell you the translation that I'm using. So it might be helpful to you because the truth is I use like all kinds of translations. When I teach, I use ESV, NLT, NIV, KJV, all of them are great. And so I'm going to hopefully help you a little bit when I show you the scriptures uh, that I go through. So you know the translation that I'm using. So let's go to the first uh, thing to help us understand uh, the connection we have. This is about, us actually. This is in Ephesians two and it says this, but now, so that means something was going on before with us, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off, you gotta catch that, so you are not always close. We are not always close. Once you were far off, have been brought near though by the blood of Christ. So you've been brought near by coming to church, no. By, by praying harder, no. By actually being better, no. No, you've been brought near by the blood of Christ. Now we're gonna drop down to verse 17. Here's what he says. And he came, Jesus came and he preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him, we have both access in one spirit, to the Father. So check this out. Here's the first thing we need to understand. We have, those of us who are Christians, and the truth is that everybody doesn't start close to God. We start far away from God, but, they, but then Jesus came and he died for us. He died for us. Uh, And those of us who have accepted Jesus' death as our death, then then Jesus, he sacrificed his life for us and for our sins so that we could be forgiven and we could be brought near to God. So when we receive that gift of salvation, uh, our lives are rescued from sin and death. And now, listen, we have this incredible access to our heavenly father. Now, What's this access that we have? What's this access all about? Let's go to the next scripture, and this is in Hebrews, and it says this. So let us. He's talking to Christians here. There's a difference. So not everybody has this access. You don't automatically have this. So he's saying, let us, those of us who have, who have accepted this gift of salvation, then with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive something. We receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need, okay? So, so that's what we get as well. So, so the picture gets a little clearer. So, so we have access to God, and now it says we draw near, we draw near to God and... We're confident in something, that we have a confidence in something. So now it makes me ask, well, what's that confidence? Let's go to the next scripture. Hopefully this helps you. This is in 1 John 5. It says this, this is the confidence. Isn't that great? He just tells us, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Gang, listen to me. God hears you. He hears you when you come and talk to me, that when we come to him and we talk to him, that listen, everybody, God listens and he's available to you, that he connects with you. Isn't that good to know about you and your heavenly father, that he connects with you, he hears you. He's not just this big guy up in the sky who is disconnected from you, that those of us in Christ have a direct connection to our heavenly father. And So we gotta know this, gang, listen to me, that praying, you gotta hear this, praying brings us to a place where we draw near where we connect with him, we have a confidence in our access to God, and he is available, and he is ready, and he is also wants to give you advice. He wants to give you advice. He wants to give you answers and feedback in your life. And so praying, listen, the number one reason why we pray, it's the number one connection. It's one of the most basic necessities that we have in this connection we have with God. So that's the first reason why. Here's the second reason why we pray, is that it also brings in God's provision. God wants to give you some things in your life. And this is huge to know, this is huge to know. He gives you all kinds of things. And I'll bet you some of you have already done some of these prayers and you didn't even know. Have you ever, uh, you ever gone to a place where, where you've just said, Lord, help me. Anybody like this week said, Lord, help me. Anybody Christmas day say, Lord, help me. All right, like, because I'm in hour eight of a 16 hour trip with my cousins and they won't stop talking about their kid. Yeah, Lord, help me. Hey, did you know that that's a biblical prayer? Right, when you're saying, help me, I don't wanna hear about Astrid's violin anymore. Like that is a biblical thing that you're doing, man. And you didn't even know. Let's look at Psalm 71. Here's what it says. It says, please God, rescue me. Come quickly, Lord, help me. Get them out of my house, right? Like that. It, so there you go. That's a biblical prayer. That's, that's it sometimes, isn't it? And it's real. It's, it's very true. All through the Bible, we see people praying for things like that. And here's the thing. God wants to help you in those little things. There is nothing too small for you to ask God help in. Because if it matters, listen to me, you gotta understand, if it matters to you, it matters to him. I just want you to take that in. If it matters to you, it matters to him. Big things, small things, in everything, says God, talk to God about it. Here's another one, here's another provision. This is a great one, it says this, man. It says, create in me a clean heart, God, and, and renew a right spirit within me. Now let me ask you this. Have you ever tried to create a, a clean heart You ever try to like renew a right spirit in you? How'd that go for you? You can't really do that on your own, can you? You need something more than you, gang. You need something more. You need the hope of God. You need something bigger than you to come in. And so that's the thing that we need. We need the hope of God. And here's the thing, we find it. He brings it to us when we come to him and pray to God about it. It won't just happen. It happens when you pray to God and say, create a clean heart in me, man. Renew the right spirit in me. Here's another provision. I love these provisions. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. Anyone need rest today? Yes, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. So here's the deal, gang. We have this incredible access to God. Incredible access to God. But not just for these little helps, but listen to what you have access to. You have access to God's hope and his provision, his wisdom, his comfort, his forgiveness, his grace, his peace. All of that could come to you. All of that can come in and they come from us seeking and talking to God about it, they don't just come, they come when we seek and pray to God. I love how Isaiah reminds me of the provisions that God brings. This is one of my favorite verses, it says this in Isaiah, it says, fear not, for I'm with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. And listen, I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So there are great provisions from God waiting for you to be accessed by you when we come and we talk to Him more in our lives. That's the second reason why praying is so awesome, because it gives us God's provisions. Here's a third reason why we pray. Because praying gives me strength to fight evil. So I want to look at this really quick. We're gonna be in Ephesians 6. Here's what it says in Ephesians 6 as we get strength to fight evil. Listen to this: it says, Finally. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. All right, we're gonna stop here because we gotta talk about that. And that... Is in every single translation that you you get any translation out, it's the devil, and it's right there. It's in every translation, and so I know some of you are new to church. Maybe this is like your second time. It's like welcome to church. We're gonna talk about the devil, but I'm telling you, we gotta talk about it here, okay? Because uh, here's the deal: for some of you who are new to this, or or you know you you know you're not yet a believer in Christ, I get how this sounds. I get how it sounds like the devil, like really, like you're gonna say uh, there's a battle going on, and it's against. Satan, like for real. Uh, and, and I want to tell you something here uh, that, that there is something going on and I know it's difficult for some of you to get there but you just need to know this. I'm just going to tell you and I'm going to let it land where it needs to land for you today. There is right now around you and around me in your life and in my life a spiritual world that is just as real as our physical world, but we can't see it. That's just the reality, okay? And what this is saying is that because of that we are in a battle and the battle is against primarily things that we can't see, rather than things that we can see. And, and so, uh, you know, and, and so what this is about is, is just seeing and understanding this. So here's what I want you to think about. I know it's hard to get there, but is it really that hard to believe? Honestly, is it really that much of a stretch to believe that there is something out there that you can't see that is an influence of evil in this world that is against the good that is around here? Is it really that hard to imagine? I don't think it is, gang. I really don't think it is. And so we pray, those of us who are followers of Christ, we, we pray this because we know that there's a battle going on. We know that, that our weakness becomes strong when we believe that there is a spiritual world out there and that God gives us the strength to fight through that, fight through those temptations, fight through the evil that's going on in this world and go through that spiritual realm if we call on the Lord to provide us with the strength that we need and overcome the evil in, in this world. And here's what I believe, this is what I know. This is why I wanna talk about this one for a second. I think if there is any place that Christians are vulnerable, and if there's any place that the enemy has a stronghold, it's right here, gang. It's right in this one. It's because I don't think we're convinced that there's a spiritual realm in this world that is just as real as, and consequential as a physical world. And the enemy wins when we don't believe that. I'm telling you that right now. And I'm telling you, for those of us who do know that, who do know it and we're convinced of this, we pray God's strength every single day. Amen, everybody? We do because we know the consequences that could come with us not praying through that. So there is a battle going on. And, and so we pray because that'll give us strength to combat Evil. Here's the fourth one. It's an awesome one. We pray because God answers prayers. Because God answers prayers. So here's a reality we need to think about. I don't even think there's an atheist alive that could admit to never praying. We all pray. I think we all pray. I believe it. I think if you tell me you've never prayed, I'd call you a liar to your face. I wouldn't do that. If I know you, I would. But anyways... (laughs) But I think we've all prayed. We pray good things. We pray for things we may not need, right? We pray for things we think we need, but maybe it's not as, as important as we think, or maybe we pray for things that may feel good at the time. And, and maybe we pray for things that happen. Honestly, sometimes for followers of Christ, we pray for things that happen that we wish would, but we know that they aren't really as important when we think about eternity. Is that fair enough? We, we pray about a lot of things. And here's what I wanna tell you. God listens to every single one of those. We already covered those. He he listens to every single prayer and we need to know that he answers them too. He answers every single prayer. Now, it might not always be the answer that I wanted, but he gives me the answer from who knows best, which is him. He knows best and he knows in light of eternity the answer that we need. And so for some of us, here's the thing, man, I know this, that might not be good enough for some of you. I I understand that, where where that's hard to understand, but trust me, uh, and I say that as well, man, but uh, we say, what's the point of praying if I'm not gonna get what I want? And, and here's what I'm gonna tell you about myself. Like I get there sometimes too if I'm not careful, I really do. Because I just want the answer that I want, right? Like I'm not any different than you, I just want the answer that I want. But I, all I need to do, I really, when I think about my kids, it helps me with this, it really does. So come with me here. When I think about my relationship to my son or my relationship to my daughter, man, I hope that they don't believe uh, that about me when I sometimes say no or not yet. Cause I I have to say no to them sometimes and I don't want to, but sometimes I have to for their good or for my sanity. You know what I'm saying? Like I just have to say no uh, because you know, but there's reasons why I have to say no, but I hope and pray that they don't look at that and they look at me and just say, well, then what's the point of asking dad? He's just gonna say, but they say, "No, no, 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 no. I know dad loves me. I know he's for me. I know I can look back and see what he's done for me and that he is for my good, that he he is for me. And and I know that he's only doing what's best for me. And I hope that this is the same way we approach our heavenly father and the answers that he gives us. That's my prayer for myself because I can easily get there too, gang. Jesus said something about this too. Here's what Jesus said. With all the ups and downs, with everything going on in our lives, the answers that we get, sometimes not what we want, but he says, okay, so I say to you this, ask and it will be given to you. Seek. You'll find, knock at the door and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. And Jesus right here is saying something really profound. He's saying something really important for us in how we should pray, and it's this. God is never irritated, he's never irritated by your constant prayer. He will never get bothered by you praying for the same thing over and over again. In fact, he's really moved by it. And he's listening and he's hearing and Jesus could have talked about a ton of things when it comes to prayer and he did. But I'm telling you more times than once, he said this, don't ever give up praying to your heavenly father. Don't ever stop, don't ever quit, don't ever get down, don't ever get discouraged and remember that you are close to God, not because of you, but because of my blood. And I'm telling you, don't ever give up. And so in our lives, listen to me everybody, through the ups and downs and we all got them, we all got them. We'll keep one thing consistent, I hope, this season. That we never stop coming to our Father. That we always come and talk to God. We have to. We have to, gang, because we know that that's the number one connection that we have with him. We know that that's where we get his provisions uh, when we take on this life. And we know that God hears us and he will always, always answer us. Now listen, there are way more reasons than those four of why we pray, but I hope uh, that if you become convinced of these four, then it'll help you pray more when things are hard, pray more when you need an answer, pray more when you need the hope of God, uh, and pray more when you wonder what's the point, whatever reason you're given, I pray that these four things can help you when we face those things, because he hears you, and he is present, and he's close to you, and he's ready, listen to me, to answer. He's ready to answer you. And so this morning, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take some time Uh, to practice this a little bit uh, through the practice of communion. We're gonna take communion together and that is one of the the best ways that we can communicate to our Father. We have access to God through what Jesus did for us and so that's what communion is. So you can go ahead and get your elements ready if you want, put your notes away, you can click your books there, that's okay. Uh, And so we're gonna take communion. Communion, I'm gonna talk about it a little bit because I know some of you are a little new to church. Communion is a time for followers of Jesus where we get together and we come to God And we remember a few things about Jesus. We remember that we can draw near first of all to God because of what Jesus did on the cross for us That he died our death, that we we deserve death because of our sin, but he he died for us. And when he died on the cross, we could come in to a relationship with him. So we spend time on who he is. God, this is who you are. We spend time that he made us and he's so good. And then we look at ourselves and we kind of recognize there are some things going on in my life that, that I need to confess to God, right? So we get to confess to God. We have access to him and and he is good and faithful to forgive us when we come and we ask him for forgiveness. So we confess our lives to him. We confess the sin to him and with confidence we believe that he forgives us and then we thank him. We're so grateful for the forgiveness that comes our way And, and we pray these things. We literally pray these things. Every day we pray these things. We also do this when we take communion together and it's God, here's who you are. God, here's who I am. God, forgive me here. Thank you so much through Jesus' blood that, that I could be forgiven. By grace, we could do that. And we do that together here. And so uh, before we take communion, though, I do wanna speak to some of you here this morning because I think maybe for some of you, as we talked about these things and, and we talked a little bit about those who, who were far off and, and those who were near, that there are some of you that are still far off. You're, you're not close to God because I wanna ask if you've ever really considered, if you've ever really considered the relationship that's available to you through what God has done for you through Jesus, okay? I just wanna ask if you've ever had a moment with Jesus and his death for you. So I want you to really think about that. It's so important. And there's nothing better to do in the new year than really consider this relationship. It's not a religion. It's not coming to church. It's not even praying. That's not what changed you. It's what changes you is what Jesus did for you. He died for you so you can have a relationship with your heavenly father, okay? I want you to think if you've ever truly experienced that, and had a moment with the freedom of forgiveness that's available to you. And, and here's the thing, man, it's, this is what salvation is. It's having a moment. It's already done for you. It's not something you do. It's what's done for you. And here's, I'm gonna tell you what we all come, we all come to this reality. Every follower of Jesus in your, has come to this reality at one point in time in their life. We start thinking about our lives and you wonder, man, there's gotta be more to life than just existing, right? There's gotta be more to life than just existing. And if there is, then there's gotta be something bigger than me. That's God. And then you start to think about God and you're like, well, if that's true, then am I all right with God? And you start to think about your life and you're like, I don't know, I don't, I'm not very God-like. That's a conclusion that every single follower Jesus comes to and probably everybody who's not even thinking about God comes to. I know I'm not perfect, uh, so what do I do? Like, How do I get right if there is a God, if something bigger than me? And we wonder, man, how does all this work? And you know, we could try to figure out how to fix our lives. We can absolutely try to figure out how to fix you. And a lot of people go through their lives trying to fix themselves. And I'm telling you it's lunacy and it's exhausting trying to fix yourself in your life. And so if I just get better, if I get more good, if I, if I you know, come to church and all that's great, but I'm telling you there's only one person in history who came and said, it's not a great book to get you better. It's not coming to church. Uh, it's not a system. It's not advice. It's not nine steps to a better you. I am your solution. I came so that you could have a relationship with God. I did it all for you. I came to die for you. Nobody else in history has done this. It's God who came down in the flesh. Jesus made for you a way to get right with God and it's through nothing you did. It's through everything that he did for you. He paid your price and the price, listen, of your sin, even the smallest infraction is death. Like, here's the thing, man. You you can't like do any good to, to like get better than death. You can't get better than something that deserves death. But he said... I'll do it for you. And he died for you. He died so that you could be made right for God. So today, if you're here and you're realizing, man, I don't know if I've ever come to reality of that or realized that when he died, he didn't just do it for the world to be a better place, but he did it for my sins to be forgiven and for me to be made right with my heavenly father. If you've never come to a place where you've decided that, man, I I want this to be the time, this to be the day in your life where you said, I made it real. It's not religion. It's not praying. It's, it's, It's just coming to this realization that Jesus came for me, that he wants to connect with me he wants to make me right with my heavenly father that, that he paid the price of death for me and, and that, that's what I need to do. And so I'll, if that's you and, and if you wanna make this, uh, this moment in your life the, the moment of your salvation, I'm gonna help you a little bit in a prayer that you could pray with me. It's just a simple prayer. The prayer doesn't make you right. It just helps you like sort of make this the moment uh, of God's salvation in your life. And so I'm gonna ask maybe let's all bow our heads and close our eyes for a moment and just give you a second to think about this. I wanna give you one more moment just to think through this and wonder if this is the time for you to do it because you've never done it. And you can just come into this relationship with God right now, it's available. So if that's you and you're ready to pray and you feel like the Holy, if you feel like something's nudging you, that's the Holy Spirit. Like that's God saying, son, daughter, I'm calling you home. (laughs) I want to have a relationship with you. Jesus made a way for you. And so if you wanna make this your day of salvation, you can pray this in your heart or out loud, however you want, you can pray, God, I believe you made me. I believe you're real. I know there's something bigger than me and I'm recognizing that it's you. And I see that I'm not right. There's things that are wrong with me. And you tell me that's sin and it's in this world and it's in my life. And you say that there's nothing I can do that will make me right. There's nothing I can do to make me good enough to pay for that sin. And so I believe that when Jesus died on the cross, that, that alone is what forgives me and pays for that sin. His death is my death. And I ask you to forgive me of my sin through Jesus and his death. And I commit my life from this day on to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now listen to me. If you just prayed that prayer, if you felt like that, that was it for you. I want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. We want to welcome you into the kingdom, man. And it's just such a privilege that, that I get to say, welcome to the kingdom, man. I'm so glad that you made that decision. If you have questions, we want to know those too. The best thing to do is grab a connect card. There's a little checkbox that says, I just prayed to receive Christ. We would love to get a hold of you. Better yet, not only do that, find someone who you know in your life that loves Jesus and knows Jesus and tell them, Hey, I made a decision in church today uh, to follow Jesus. I became a Christian today. I need some help. Help me. Because that's a first step, right? And here's your next. Step. This is what's even more exciting. You get to take communion with us for the very first time as a brother or sister in Christ. And I'm so excited that you could do that. So that's what we're gonna do, all right? You get to take communion for the first time. So hopefully you have your elements there uh, and we're gonna take communion. If you don't have them, we're gonna walk forward. We got people there. Raise your hand, especially if you pray that prayer, you might not even grab one. Raise your hand if you need uh, the elements and, and we have people that we can give them to you. If anybody needs one, go ahead and raise your hand. Anybody need one? You can get those ready. And so over the next few minutes, uh, here's what I want you to do. Just communicate with God, come to him. Talk to him about, hey, this is who you are. You're awesome, man. Thank you for Jesus. And, and you could talk to him about some sins going on in your life, some things you need to confess and, and ask him to forgive you. And then what we do in communion, here's what we do. Uh, the bread, we take the bread to remember that that is Jesus' body broken for us and we eat that. And then, and then we, take, we drink the juice because that is a symbol of his blood shed for you, that we remember his death. That's what he told us to do. We remember his death until he comes again for all of us to be in eternity with him. And that's why we take communion together. We're not gonna tell you when to take those. The band's gonna play a song. Uh, and then as you feel led to do that, go ahead and, and do it. Uh, and then we'll stand up and sing. Uh, and then we'll release you after that's done. Let me pray for us. God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for this incredible access that we have. Thank you for your son, Jesus, who you sent to forgive us and to make us right with you. Thank you for this relationship that we have. We come to you with everything we got, with everything we got. And we just believe that you are the God who made us and loves us. You're the only God that exists, man. And we love that you love us so much. Thank you for loving us. And and we pray this in Jesus' name.
1: time please take more time and join us when you're finished come into this place every single week to connect with one another because of the truth that He conquered death. He is alive and through that in our faith in Him we can be alive with Him as well. And so if you made that decision to join in that faith this morning we want to welcome you into the family for sure. Hey, as you get ready to walk out, uh, Andy talked all about prayer today and he said the first point was it's our closest connection that we can have with God. And so we exist as a church to help people Will take that very next step in their journey towards God to connect with God and we want to help you with that in a little ways to kick off our prayer in this new year and so out on the tables out there we have a prayer guide there with five ways that you can pray for yourself and five ways you can pray for us as a church and if you need a kick start, then this will be a helpful way to do that if you're already a prayer warrior this will invite you to unify with us that we're praying together for our church in the same way so grab one of those on your way out and we will see you next Sunday. Have a great week.